here in our community, our provincial house in Stockbridge, as well as the place of the ministries, as well as the, this very shrine, which is here. All the members of my community are receiving many, many beautiful statements on behalf of our brother, Father Seraphim, who passed away on the feast of Our Lady of Lourdes. It was Our Lady who called him home. She was to bring him to our Lord Jesus and to the Father's house. There are many beautiful witnesses that we receive and we are grateful to you. As Father Seraphim was able to touch so many people in various parts of this world because he was a witness to the power of God's love, witness to the power of God's mercy. And he wished to convey, communicate, he wished to teach and guide all people that they can come to know that God of love and mercy, why would he do this? Why would we even speak about him? It's because there is such, all, such reality called sin and we go right into the readings of today. First of all, we go into the, the chapter three of book of Genesis. As we just witnessed yesterday, the beginning of the fall itself, the beginning of the original sin. And the scriptural account is very clear what goes on. Yes, we have Garden of Eden. We have this beautiful creation. Whatever God created us was, was good. And then on the last day of his creation, when he said, when he created human beings, man and woman, he created them and he saw how good it was. And there at that very moment, and God saw, and he saw not just good, but that which he created was very good because the crown of all creation. So there we are with the original gifts of holiness, original gifts of justice in relationship to God. And yet we have the appearance of something which actually leads us out, lures us out of that relationship with God, and that is the original sin. The original sin, which means we are tempted by evil one and we fall victim. We fall victim because he, he, questions, uh, he questions us. Is it true that this is what God has done? Is it true that God has forbidden you to eat from the tree in the middle of the garden? And then he lures them into distrusting God. He lures them to, to distrust that God has something that he wants to keep away from us. And yet it is the opposite is true because it was God who not only created us, but he wanted to create us and he wanted to give us his very life. He wanted to give us his very gift of being divinized by the power of his love, of his mercy in relationship to us. And in here we are, we have sinned, lured by the evil one who wanted us to, us to associate us with his rebellion against God. Because as some would say that, why would he do this? Is because he wanted to show to God that we as human beings, the lowest of all spiritual creation, that we are unworthy to be at the height of our creation, especially through Our Lady. She's the queen of angels. She's the queen. And so Lucifer, the light bearer, and as all the, all the evil, all the devil, the divider, the liar, he didn't want to go along with God's plan. 
and he rebelled against him. And now he's luring us, yes, the lowest of all creation, lowest of all creation, spiritual creation, because as we're not talking about, you know, the, the creation of, 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 you know, inanimate reality as well as, as creatures which are here. But nonetheless, we are a creature. We were endowed with God's greatest gift, knowledge, ability to know, and also to choose. He gave us freedom. He gave us these abilities, but we were to exercise them in relationship to him. And so when we, we speak about original sin, what do we see? Well, first of all, yes, we were lured into choosing something against God to distrust him. And of course, there's consequences to that action. And yesterday we began to hear what the consequences are. First of all, fear, we wanted to hide from God, we wanted to hide from, from him because we became aware of our nakedness. And so today, as we begin, the Lord God called Adam and asked him, where are you? Where are you? He answered, I heard you in a garden, but I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Consequences of sin is hiding from God, being afraid, being ashamed. And then the Lord says, who told you that you were naked? You have eaten then from the tree of which I have forbidden you to eat. The man replied, the woman whom you put, put here with me, she gave me the fruit from the tree and so I ate. And the Lord God asked the woman, why did you do such a thing? The woman answered, the serpent tricked me into it. So I ate it. The serpent tricked me into it. She already realizes the consequences. The serpent tricked me. She realizes the sin. Although Adam seems to pass the buck and wants to say this woman that you have given to me, she's the one who gave me. And yet Eve already realizes that the consequences of that action were something that, that was, that was uh, uh, bad. There was something that was, that, that was evil. So she, there she is. And of course the Lord God turns to serpent because you have done this, you shall be banned from all the animals and the consequences of, uh, of uh, through the imagery of the snake, we see we see the 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 the, the, the curse that the Lord places upon upon the evil one. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and be, between your offspring and hers. And here at this very moment, when it seems everything is lost, when everything seems to be already. Uh, 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 removed all the possibilities of entering a relationship with God, entering again the relationship of, of that holiness, original holiness. We already see here the words that God gives and that promise that he gives to, 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 the, uh, to Adam and Eve. I will put, yes, I'll put enmity between a woman, between your offspring and hers, and he will strike at your head while you strike at his heel. That, that Proto-Evangelium, as it's known, is the promise that, that the offspring of the woman will be able to destroy the evil one, to crush his head. And of course, we know that the woman that the book of Genesis describes is, is the new Eve, is, the, is Mary, our virgin, 
are uh, the woman of Nazareth, the fair, the maiden of Nazareth. She's the one. And God has prepared her for this gift so that she will be able in purity of heart, in freedom of the heart. She was preserved from original sin. That means God gave her complete freedom to choose, just like Eve had that freedom to choose. And she chose the whisper of the evil one. So Our Lady, who was freed from the original sin, so that she may be able to say yes in that freedom, complete freedom. And she said yes to the Father's will. And yes, and because of that, the gift of incarnation, the gift of the Son of God, became a reality, and he is the one who, who destroyed the evil one. Yes, but uh, together with Our Lady, who received this gift from, through, in, in view of Christ's suffering and death, she received this gift of freedom to say yes. Now, but there's also the other side to this whole thing. is not only fear and, and awareness of our nakedness, our creatureliness, being aware of who we are in our limitations, but there's consequences to the sin. It is the consequences which, the, which, the, uh, uh, which immediately, the, I will intensify the pangs of your childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Yet, yet your earth shall be for your husband, and he shall be your master. We see that the relationship that has that has entered between the, this is the consequences of the original sin. The relationship has been distorted. There's no more harmony between man and woman. There's there's all kinds of suffering that has come about as the original sin because once we have divided ourselves, separated ourselves from God. The world around us does not have the same meaning again. And there's, a, there's, a, there's that struggle between man and woman. The scripture says of that sin is that, uh, and this is from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it says that the harmony in which they have found themselves, thanks to the original justice, is now destroyed. The control of the soul's spiritual faculties over the body is shattered. The union of man and woman becomes subject to tensions. Their relations henceforth marked by lust and domination. Harmony with creation is broken. Visible creation has become alien and hostile to man. Because of man, creation is now subject to the bondage to decay. Finally, the consequence explicitly foretold for this disobedience will come true. Man will return to the ground for out of it he was taken, death makes the entrance into, into human history. So what we have here is that the sin which was committed by our first parents, it, it's, it's passed on through the very nature of who we are as human beings. And so the consequences are still present today. But there's also the other side of this whole, of, of this whole uh, reality of called sin. We know sin because God revealed this to us. How important the scripture is, how important the word of God is, because in light of God's word, we become, we become uh, aware of who we are. We become aware of our own situation, the difficulties that we have found ourselves. We are become aware. And so this is what happens to us is because of God's word. And not only that, sin becomes more and more understandable, the closer we become to Christ, we see how much he suffered on account of, this, of that sin. We, we do not know 
See, the, the, the farther we away from our God, the farther we are away from his word, uh, the farther we are away from the sacraments, the less and less we know about sin. So we commit sins without thinking, without even knowing what sin is. The denial of sin today is the greatest, greatest uh, suffering that we, we have entered into. Denial of sin because we don't even know why the consequences of sin have such a destructive element. So it is the word of God, is our relationship with God, which makes us aware of what sin is and its destructive power. We become aware, and especially when we look at our Lord Jesus, because he came and he offered himself, as we say, each, each, each day celebrating at the Mass. And what he has done, he suffered. He offered his body and blood. He, he gave himself completely for the forgiveness of sins, for the forgiveness of sins. This is how sin is, how destructive sin is. But we have to come to realize that God is revealing this truth to us. And so now the, 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 the other dimension of sin is that there's grace. God has given us through his son the power to overcome. Where sin abounds, grace abounds the more, which means that sin does not have less word. Even the temptations and trials of the evil one, which wants us to assist him in a rebellion, we have the power to overcome sin. We have the power to overcome sin in Jesus Christ. We have power to overcome sin through the gift of the Holy Spirit who reveals these things to us. So we have the power, we have the ability, we have the grace because God has not abandoned us just as he, after the original sin, what did he do for them? He, was, he clothed them, he clothed them with garments because he didn't want to leave them untended, even though they broke in the relationship, even though they have left this Garden of Eden, but God would not, did not abandon them. He still was giving him something extraordinary. He'd taken care of them, and he made sure that they understood that his love and mercy were not there with the promise that one day that they will be able to overcome Satan and, and, and his rule and his reign and his power. By, by the gift of the redemptive love and Christ dying on a cross for us. And he gives and continues to give the gifts of, the, of his sacrifice through every time we celebrate the Eucharist because the sacramental love flows into our heart, the ability to see, to understand, because he gives us the word and he gives us the gift of knowledge. But we continue today not only how God has helped our first parents, and how he never abandoned us. He gave us the, the, the prophets, he gave us the word, he gave us the truth, and he gave us ultimately that fullness of truth in Jesus, his son. But today we see also how the Lord continues to manifest that love and mercy, the tenderness of God through our gospel. Yes, for three days, the people came and they were there. They ran out of food. They brought always some food with them but for three days, there's nothing to eat. And what happens is Jesus turns to the disciples. You know, they have no food. I can't, I can't let them go. They will be too weak. They will not make it home because some of them came from a far distance. We have to feed them. We have to nourish them. And so he asked the disciples, okay, what do you have? Well, we have seven loaves. Yes, but what is that? There's nothing. It is barely enough for all of us who are, you know, uh, the disciples themselves. There's barely enough. And then Jesus says, no, he took this bread, blessed it, broke it, 
and, and ask him to distribute it just like the Eucharist. The Lord Jesus takes the bread, blesses it, and then breaks it, and then gives us to us, gives us gives this bread, the bread of immortal life, the very body and blood of his of of, of his of his, of himself as as our for for our nourishment. Here we have this gospel where Jesus does that for the crowds. And so not only does he give them the bread, but also fish, the full nourishment. And then as we can see, there's still seven baskets full of fragments, leftovers. The power of Christ to help, to assist. And this is what he wants to give us. He wants to give us these things, but we have to tell each other who he is. The word of God that we hear each, each time we gather for Mass, it, it is enlightening us, giving us understanding of who we are in our creatureless, creatureless, in our sinfulness, but also in the power that God gives us to transform us. Yes, he continues to break the bread for us. He continues to pour forth his, his sacrificial, uh, sacrificial gifts which flow from the cross, from his redemptive love. And he gives us, and again, I have to say, this is what Father Seraphim wished to do. This is what he wished. There was nothing less. He was so focused. He was so focused on helping others to discover the God of love and mercy. He was so focused to the teachings, the authentic teachings of the church in every way. He wanted to make sure that we would follow the Lord, that we will listen to his word, that we will listen to the message of his mercy, especially as God manifested it to St. Faustina in the diary. The Father Servant always wanted to teach what was authentic, what was nourishing, what was consoling, what was bringing us back to the Father. And so we have received this great example of someone who was so focused that he was not distracted by, by things, even if there were some small distractions, and yet he was always tending towards this mission, that mission of proclamation, that God's love was so great that he sent his only son so that he may be our redeemer for those who believe in him, receive eternal redemption, that sin that was initiated and the consequence of sin, which are so, so much ravaging our society, our community, because we are not even aware that we are living with that sin around us. And when we commit sin, we don't even know the consequences of it, but through this message of the gospel, through the message of this, of the, the, the divine mercy, we come to know the gravity of sin and we also know the power of grace that can enrich, that can transform and ultimately divinize us. So may we then today, as we continue with the sacred liturgy on the special day of Our Lady, as we speak of her as the new Eve, she is the one because by her yes to the Father, by saying that he had let it be done to be according to your word, that, that she was able to cooperate in the unfolding of the new dimension, this new gift that God gives to humanity is regenerated humanity, redeemed humanity. We're called to be holy and immaculate. This is what our, our Lady has received as a gift and we receive this gift through the sacraments, the sacrament of baptism, which restores and removes that, that which was, was brought forth by, by the original sin. And then as we receive the other sacraments, especially the sacrament of the Eucharist, we're nourished, 
in the power and grace of God himself, because it is Jesus who comes to us. It is Jesus himself who becomes our food and nourishment. It is Jesus who gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And by living in his communion of love, we, just like the vine and the branches, we receive that nourishment continuously into our souls. So we are invited to one to listen to his word because that's where we come to know the truth about God and ourselves. We are asked to live that word of God, that we would practice it each day, that we live according to commandments, that we would be consoled by the knowledge of God's future plans for us. He wants us to be with him, that we understand the nature of the power of grace so stronger than any forms of evil, stronger than the, the reality of, of, of Satan's lure that we are able to overcome. And then not only that, but with the help and assistance of Our Lady that we will be able to receive the promises of Christ. And the promises are nothing less than life of glory, life of happiness, life that is waiting for us because God already prepared that. In my father's house, there are already their rooms. There, there are many dwelling places. If it was not true, I would not have told you told you so. So the Lord himself prepares the place. And so we know that those who depart this life, those who have lived the faith, those who have been nourished by the sacraments, those who have said yes to the Father and to his will, those who followed and lived in that communion of love of God will be, will be taken to heaven, will be taken to the Father's house. And so we know that, that, that the example that we receive today by wonderful person, my brother, our brother, member of our community. And as the Lord has called him on a special day, on the Feast of Our Lady, we believe that he has followed and gave, given himself to Christ. As he gave himself to Christ, Christ will give him his life of glory, life to come in that happiness with God forever. And the means by which we attain is word of God, the Eucharist, and our love for him our faith in him, our trust in him. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses,
prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.